After a delay of almost an entire year, the country's leader of two-wheeler EVs or electric vehicles finally released its financials this week. The company was valued at $5 billion last year, and so far, it has raised nearly $800 million from investors, including SoftBank. I'm talking about Ola Electric, which currently holds a giant share of the pie. It controls a 40% share of the electric two-wheeler market in the country. The EV maker, which launched its first scooter two years ago, has already sold over 250,000 vehicles. In fact, bookings crossed the 100,000 sales mark on the first day of sales itself. And less than a week ago, it even launched its most affordable vehicle, the Ola S1 Air, for less than 1 lakh rupees. Potential buyers can go and take rides in any of Ola's 600 experience centres that the company has set up around the country. Now, all of this sounds pretty great, right? But there is a little problem. Actually, maybe it's not that little. It may have 600 experience centres around the country, but Ola Electric only has 200 service centres in India. Think of the number of vehicles that it's sold. 250,000. And while it has a huge fan club without doubt, more and more people are pointing towards the not-so-great after-sales services. Now, in a budding market, that is not a very good look. And also, about the company's delayed financials for the year 2022 that I referred to earlier, they point to a four-times increase in losses. Meanwhile, Ola Electric's competitors like Aether and Bajaj are going for a service-first approach. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from The Ken. I'm your host, Nikda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday, the 11th of August. atmosphere surrounded Ola Electric stores earlier this month. Employees could be seen bustling around in their bright neon t-shirts. It was the day that Ola Electric launched its cheapest two-wheeler so far. Standing in this crowd was a 27-year-old man named Madhu who raised his hand. People thought that he was going to laud the company for this new achievement. Instead, Madhu began asking questions about Ola Electric's after-sales services. The store manager very quickly ushered him to the side of the room for a chat. But that did not help. Soon enough, the crowd at the Ola store got unruly. So what was Madhu's problem? Madhu bought the Ola S1 Pro online in November last year for 1.6 lakh rupees. He began by telling the Ken reporters Sashwato and Anushka that it had been 8 months since he had bought the scooter but the registration was incomplete still. Madhu claimed that the scooter malfunctioned barely a day after he got it. Right in the middle of the ride, the vehicle just stopped working. What followed were three long months of frustration. Despite Madhu's repeated calls to Ola Electric's customer care and his rounds to their service stations and experience centres all around Bangalore, the scooter remained unusable. 
Eventually, though, his scooter was fixed. But he went through a lot of unnecessary anxiety, right? There are other similar stories like Madhu's. While the company's sales are soaring right now, the discontent regarding its after-sales services is also growing louder. And the number of stores does kind of give it away to an extent. 600 experience centers for test rides, but only 200 service centers. In fact, it wasn't until the start of this year that Ola Electric started linking service stations to its physical stores. This was meant to streamline servicing and repairs for buyers. A former employee told us that Ola Cabs even turned its empty workshops into service centres after it sold off its taxi fleets during the pandemic. Still, this was not enough. A former Ola Electric employee told Ken that the company started off servicing operations with 750 technicians. But the number began to fall after people started leaving. The employee estimated that the company actually needs at least 1,500 technicians around the country. My colleagues Anushka and Shashwato went to an Ola Electric service station in Bangalore's Indiranagar to see what was going on. This particular station has a three-person team that tends to 100 to 120 scooters every month. On average, each scooter requires roughly two hours of work. Plus, another issue is finding skilled people who can work on EVs. Especially in small towns, it's quite tough to find them. So what is Ola Electric doing about all of this? It is outsourcing its servicing problems, hoping that it will help its staff shortage problem. It has turned to Ready Assist, a company that offers bike and car repair services. Its executives have been training third-party technicians to visit homes and handle minor issues, while major problems such as faulty batteries, wiring and motors are worked on at service centres. Meanwhile, Ola's rivals are taking a more hands-on approach. Stay tuned. Aether and Bajaj have set up a network of over 100 showrooms already. They are leveraging partnerships with multiple dealers to operate these outlets. Also, Bajaj has a policy to sell its e-scooters in cities where it has service centres. An ex-employee told us this and said that Aether, on the other hand, has a captive operation in Bangalore for three years. It let its product mature, identified initial defects and took countermeasures. Only then it went about scaling up its operations. Now, this is exactly the opposite of expanding operations across India all at once, which is basically what Ola has been doing. Bajaj Auto has also staunchly pursued a separate service centre approach for its electric two-wheeler Chetak since its debut in January 2020. A manager at a Chetak dealership told Ken that until December last year, Chetak repairs were being done at the service centres of KTM, which is Bajaj's motorcycle brand. Then Bajaj started pressuring dealers to expand into exclusive Chetak service centres. But this has not been going down too well with its dealers due to a number of reasons. The first one, of course, is that the EV game is not as stable for auto dealers just yet. They are used to generating reliable, recurring income and substantial profits from services. But with EVs, that is no longer the case. Dealerships also need a lot of capital for real estate ownership or for rent. They have to pay salaries and operational costs such as electricity supply. The money that they spend could potentially run into 4 to 5 lakh rupees per service centre. It is quite expensive and quite risky. 
but Bajaj has been trying to sweeten the deal for them. It has started moderating its expectations from these dealers as they can earn up to 40% less than what they did servicing normal non-electrical vehicles. See, irrespective of how keen automakers are on selling their EVs as low-maintenance options, dependable after-sales services are extremely important. It is a matter of human safety. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.